Turn to Colossians chapter 3, if you have your Bibles. Open them with me and turn to Colossians chapter 3, and we're going to read a big part of this chapter. I'm going to stop uh, at one point to discuss part of it. Um, but by the end of it, I, I think this is going to help you. I believe this is going to help you. Colossians 3 verse 1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you have died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. But now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Number one, there's three things um, that we, we are dead to according to this scripture. Number one, we are dead to sin. Number one, we are dead to sin. Quickly turn to Romans, uh, uh, Romans chapter 6 to bring out that point further in verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Number one, we are dead to sin. So let's pose the question. Um, yeah, I mean, people don't, yeah, people don't like being put out of their comfort zone, which I do understand. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, like, like I read in, in, in those scripture, set your mind on things above. It says it twice. Set your heart, sorry, it says your hearts on things above. Set your mind on things above. If we actually do that, then we're not going to be uncomfortable in the presence of God. Why? And I want to get ahead of myself because our minds are set on the things of God. And so in those moments where, because I mean, for me, um, it was, you know, if you were at church yesterday, I love music. I'm a musician, obviously, and I, and I love worship and I love to sing. People were getting tired. There was like, you guys were singing as loud in the beginning as you were at the end. People weren't getting tired. You want to know why? Because the presence of God was there and the presence of God strengthens you. You know, you don't get, you don't get tired of doing good things. You know, now I don't want to get ahead of myself. What is sin? What is sin? Ten, there's 10 things and I'm going to go through them like mega quick. Number one fornication now this is um according to this scripture in colossians chapter three number one fornication which is sex outside of marriage simple number two uncleanliness you're not gonna like well you might not like this one uncleanliness homosexuality and sexual perversion the bible said it I'm not making it up number three unrestrained lust number four evil and wicked desires Number five, greed. Number six, covetousness. Number seven, wrath and anger. 
Number eight, bitterness. Number nine, blasphemy. Number 10, foul language and lying. That is sin. So now let's look at what we see happening in places where, uh, um, um, you know, there's moves of God. Is there sin there? Because here's the reality. Guaranteed, there's somebody living with sin in their life. I mean, if you're going to tell me that in every single church, because that's what happens. Oh, well, you know, there's, there's somebody who's like, um, who was tweeting and, and they're a sinner. Yeah, no kidding. Sinners are everywhere. Um, I fully believe that people will and have been getting saved. But guess what? Do you think everybody's going to be saved? Christ, not even Christ could get everyone to believe. He went, what about the rich young ruler? What happened? He gave him a chance. And what did he do? He walked away. And what did Jesus do? Did he run after him? No, he didn't. Because he put it out there for him and he didn't accept it. And he could have ended up walking with Christ. And he said no. So wow, it's like, oh, because there's there's a couple of people who aren't living right. Oh, okay. Well, welcome to, to the world. Like, I, I don't understand. <laughs> Let's keep reading. Here, it, here, there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarians, barbarian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion but you know what just just for the thing um yeah you're right sheba there might be people in our church who were in the service yesterday who who were living in sin i know it might be you want to know why that's why we have church so that people can come in and be saved if all church is, is just a bunch of Christians, then, well, I don't know. Then it's just a Christian club. Um, I, John, biblical uncleanliness, it's comprised of two things, homosexuality and sexual perversion. That's considered uncleanliness. And, um, you know, just, just, just to, to, to kind of go on with this point. Calling out sin is extremely important in what we do. If at that, if at that, um, um, that revival, okay, th there's no calling out of sin and there's no chance to repent, then it will fizzle out. Then it, it, you know, because at the end of the day, there needs to be repentance. But I mean, can you give it a chance? Do you, are you on the ground there? Uh, anyways, I, I see, I'm not going to get to, I'm not going to get through anything if I keep going on these points um because it's like to me i'm like man all these people are worshiping they could be doing anything else could we just like think that's cool i'm not the kind of person to shy away from talking about sin clearly because i'm literally teaching about it right now <laughs> so obviously yes we need to call out sin yes there needs to be a call a call to repentance but you know Oh, so the revival finished and there were people who were still sinners. Yeah, well, do you think one person got saved at church yesterday? Do you honestly believe that every single person in the building yesterday was saved? I don't think so. There were people that I didn't know. You plant... And my Auntie Joe said something very important. Let God do the work in his time. Well, you know what that means? You plant the seed. Jill, you make a great point. 
They were less, let me tell you something. They were less bothered. They were less bothered by the Super Bowl halftime show and, and anything that happened at the Grammys. They were less bothered by that. You want to know why? Because it's like, well, you know, that's the world. Are we not supposed to be influencing the world or what? I'm not okay with it. Do you know that people said, well, the Grammy, um, the Super Bowl halftime show was pretty tame in comparison to last year. I, I don't care. I don't care. It was tame. It was dumb. It was pointless. I'm sorry. I have no, I, I don't care. No one criticizes that. But people on their knees worshiping God for eight days. Mm. You're exactly peanut. You're right. Not everybody gets it the first time. But you're trying to tell me that in that atmosphere, it's going to be really tough if you're in that atmosphere day after day after day and you can still continue to go on sinning. I'm sure some people can, but it's tough. It's tough to be in that, in that environment day after day and to not see, see your life being changed. So what is, what is a parable of the sower? Some of the seed is planted on soil that doesn't receive it. And then some is planted on soil that does receive it. And then other is planted on soil that receives it for a while, but they don't last. And then what does Paul say? Some uh, um, uh, plant the seed, some water the seed, but God's ultimately the one that makes it grow. L let's just see what happens. I don't want to jump ahead of myself. I'm not going to. Let me just continue with this. Because, you know, if your first instinct is always criticism, but yeah, she, give it a chance. Listen, and that's why, I, that's why I've, I haven't posted about it. Because if we end up finding out that, you know, it wasn't... That's fine. I, I, at the end of the day, all I care about is seeing people come to Christ and see people live righteous lives. That's all I care about. This whole, this whole scripture that I'm reading today, it's called Rules for Holy Living. That's all I care about. I just want to see people turn from their life of sin and turn to life in Christ and setting their minds on things above. So rather than going bowling, or not that there's anything wrong with bowling, um, rather than uh, going to the club, like, yeah, like my dad said, young people are a major target of Satan. They're worshiping. Let them worship. Stop criticizing all the time. Listen, let's continue because this, this, you're, when, you, when you hear the rest of this, you're going to realize we got the wrong approach on this. Not us, because we're clearly all, all here on the same page. And again, I have no problem. If something ends up, we find out that it's not of God, that's fine. Then we'll say, okay, it wasn't of God. That's why I don't, that's why I personally don't jump on any bandwagon. You know, because I don't, if I don't know enough about something, you, one thing you learn about me, if you follow me long enough, if I don't know enough about something, I'm not going to talk about it because what, you know, my opinion is, is, is extremely not important. Let's continue reading. Therefore, so how are we to live? We establish what we're, what we're dead to. We're dead to sin. Number one, we're dead to sin. Number two, by the way, if you're taking notes, I know I'm all over the place because I'm passionate about this. Number two is we're dead to the law. What does that mean? Romans 7. Romans 7 verse 4. So, my brothers, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him that was raised from the dead. Listen to this. In order that we might bear fruit. 
in order that we might bear fruit to God. For when we were controlled by the sinful nature, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our bodies. So we bore fruit for death. But now by dying to what once bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in a new way of the spirit and not in the old way of the written code. That, oh man, that's a powerful scripture. Because everything that when it comes to just following rules to hope you're ma- to hope to make yourself righteous through your own actions, it's all it's all so, uh, uh, for the flesh. What to eat, what to drink, this and that. But when we are, are are submitted to the Spirit, we're dead to the law, and therefore we bear fruit according to the Spirit. That's a great scripture that my mom pointed out. If it's from God, you won't be able to stop it. If it, actually, I know, I know, I'm going off a bit, but that's such a great scripture. Forgot about that one. X five. Because this, this is exactly what it represents, and we'll find out. Believe me. I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. I'm gonna keep saying that. Um, therefore, listen. Therefore, in the present case, is Acts um, 5.38, leave these men alone, let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it's from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourself fighting against God. Why do I not have an, you know, why, why do I refuse to assume that it's not a move of God? I will not fight against God. Are you kidding me? I will not assign to something of God that's not of God. Because then you're, you're in, in, a, in, a, in a load of trouble. If you're fighting against something that's of God, you don't mess with that. Remember what, you want to know that I, I mentioned blasphemy as a sin. What's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? Assigning to Satan that which is, is of God. That's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. You better be careful what you say. By your words, you'll be... <laughs> acquitted by your words will be you'll be condemned be very careful make sure you know what you're talking about make sure you know what you're talking about let's keep reading therefore uh that verse that i just read acts 5 38 39 therefore as god's chosen people holy and dearly loved listen to this guys clothe yourself with compassion kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bear with each other, forgive whatever grievances you may have against each other, forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. I I read you sin before, what should we be doing instead? Clothing ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, and holiness, peace, and perfect unity. Don't let something divide you. Because we look, we look crazy to the outside world. We really do.
someone mentioned spiritual discernment. It's true. You know, I don't listen again. And I looked into the university. Apparently, th this isn't the first time that they've had something like this or wanted to have something like this. Listen, at the end of the day, you know what? I am going to get ahead of myself. I am going to get ahead of myself. Turn to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 uh, and verse 15. Listen to this. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Say that out loud wherever you are. If you're with other people, too bad. <laughs> By their fruit, you will recognize them. Hey, Carmen, good to see you. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire, thus by their fruit. You will recognize them. We're going to eventually see the fruit. I am glad you watched. I appreciate that. We're eventually going to see the fruit. Because it's impossible not to. And, 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 and if it ends up being something that, that nothing really changes. Um, you know, no, nothing really changes. Uh, um, in terms of like, how can I describe it? I'm going to say in the university itself, but if we're not, if, if people don't end up getting saved and they don't end up repenting and this thing kind of just stops and nothing comes of it, um, you know, th th that's, that's fine. But you have to give the tree a, tra a chance to bear the fruit and then we'll see. In the meantime, we can't, we can't be dividing ourselves. Let's, you know, let's continue it because this is important and this is why I preach strongly the way I do against sin. Because it's important. And if, they're, if they are not uh, uh, preaching repentance and they're not addressing sin, then that's on them. And they'll be accountable to God for that. You best believe it. You best believe it. Not everyone, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, we did not prophesy in your name. And in your name drive, did we not prophesy in your name? Drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. <laughs> oh. It looks like it's, you could tell it's Monday again. You know, I do, I, I will address this. Here, here's what happens. Um, Evangelist Jonathan, because he, he, <laughs> I know he's concerned for me and I appreciate that. But see, here's the thing. Mondays um, is my fasting day. So you're seeing me now that I haven't eaten since yesterday. So this is what ends up happening. If you catch me on like a Thursday, I'll look very different. So that's, I think that's, I'm realizing that's what the issue is. Because it's Monday. I mean, I haven't eaten 
when was I, I think I ate like lunch yesterday and I had like a, you know, and I haven't eaten since then. Um, so I think that's part of the problem. You will know them by their fruit. By their fruit, you will recognize them. So yeah, there are going to be counterfeit uh, miracles. Uh, there are going to be counterfeit moves. There are going to be counterfeit uh, um, anything, right? Of course. But you'll know them by their fruit. That's how you recognize things. That's how you look for things. <laughs> no, at least like multiple pounds, right? Yeah, Rob brings up a good point. You know, a lot of times we're looking at things, you know, with, with our own eyes and just being like, well, I'm concerned about this. You know, I, I'm concerned about this. Okay. Now you're just concerned about, about everything. And you, you know, you, you wouldn't know revival if it hit you in the face, probably, you know, and you've probably never been a part of one. Cause I think, and somebody mentioned it earlier, um, in the broadcast, they don't like this kind of stuff because it pushes them out of their comfort zone and, and it, it, it. Um, you know, it takes them out of their normal routine and people don't like that. Human nature doesn't like that. Right. And, and that I'm telling you that that's mostly what it is. And like I said, if there's something going on, that's not right. It will be exposed. You don't have to worry about that. It will be, it's too, it's too public and it's too, you know, and everyone's going to try to, 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 to get their 15 minutes of fame. Don't worry about it because remember who gets the glory for this. It's God. God's getting the glory for this because there's no, uh, um, nothing spectacular, uh, in terms of, um, uh, you know, there's a celebrities there, uh, famous musicians there. They're just people on their knees, worshiping God. Keep that in mind. Let's continue reading of our, of our main text in Colossians. I lost it. It took my bookmark out. Yeah, here it is. Let verse 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Exactly. Pina, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish, admonish one another with all wisdom. <laughs> That's true, Patrick. I don't, I don't see people looking for credit. You know. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. This is our responsibility. Criticism is not our responsibility. I don't know where and at what point. That, 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 that it came into Christianity, that our most important duty is to make sure to criticize everything just in case. And I get it. We have to test the spirits. Absolutely. 100%. Examine everything. For sure. But I can guarantee you this, that there are a lot of people that haven't taken the time to examine anything. You want to know what it is? Listen. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Do you want to hear it? Let's just say we find out, which I doubt it, but let's just say we find out that the revival, everything, that it was not authentic and it was not of God. Let's say we find that out. 
then all of those people will be able to jump on social media and say, you see, I told you I was right. And everybody loves to be right. It's more important to be right. That's it. I know it's, that's pretty simplistic, but that's what it is. They just want to be right. And so if we find out that there was something not going on that wasn't good, they're going to be able to jump onto Twitter and say like, you see, I told you guys, you should have listened to me. I'm so much smarter than you. That's it. I, I know. I'm not, I can see right through all this. And I'm not, I've been, I've been around uh, um, churches a long time and I've been around Christians a long time and I know how it is. It's always the same thing. You know, it's always the same thing. They have to be right. And then if it turns out that it was a great move of God and it sparked like tons of great things, then they probably won't talk about it anymore. They'll move, they'll, they will already have been moved on to something else. So let's see. We'll wait and see, but I, I have a... I believe there's going to be a lot of good, I believe there's already good fruit that's come of it. Um, I, I do believe that. <laughs> Gina, I'm not sure who you're talking about, but I, I, I know a couple. I know a couple of them. Um, but that's fine. People make it their mission to be the, 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 the uh, you know, the false uh, prophet police. That's fine. They can do that. Because they're using a few scriptures to, to make it seem like that's their number one job. But I don't know about you. In reading these, these scriptures in Colossians, I'm seeing something different. Peace. Unity. One body. Are we not all, all Christians? Let me just finish reading this, this portion and then we get to a few more points. I know I'm, I've been a bit all over the place today, but I, I just, I feel like this is important to talk about. Um, can someone do me a favor? Because you guys are great um, in the comments. Can you please find the scripture, um, the specific scripture that talks about um, like calling out false, false teaching? If you could please find me that scripture. Um... Yeah, Rick says the line to, to, to get in there was a half mile. That's I'm not sure what that is in kilometers, but I'm sure it's long. Uh, you're right, Mary. I agree. They're not they're like the least joyful people because they're always mad at everything. They're always upset at everything. Everything's bad all the time. Oh, these kids, you know, I saw somebody that was living in sin and they were there. Okay, well, you know what you should do then? Pray that they get saved. How about that? Is that, a, is that a crazy concept to you? Yeah, I know there are people who, who's, who's attending that university who need to be saved. So how about you pray that as they sit in the presence of God all these days, that the Spirit convicts their hearts and they realize the need for repentance. How about that? How about that? Titus 1.11. Thank you, Mary. I knew you guys would come through. Now the question is, am I going to find Titus in a timely fashion? Ah, here it is. I did find it. Um, what, two, two kilometers? That's, that's a lot. Um, Titus 1 verse 10. 
So it says, For there are many rebellious people, mere talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision group. They must be silenced because they are ruining whole, whole households and by teaching things they ought not to teach. And that for the sake of dishonest gain. Yep, I'm sure there are going to be people who hop on that bandwagon, like I said, to get their fame, uh, um, to try to get, um, you know, to get something out of it. Let's re Here's another one. Thank you, Gina. First John 4, 1. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether, are they, whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Listen to verse 2. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. Are they acknowledging Jesus? Is there talk about Jesus? Because he's everything. He's everything. Let me look at the verse you, you brought up, Ro. A answer me that. Are we seeing Jesus in this? Is it pointing to Jesus? Is it pointing to Jesus? That's how you know. You don't have to sit and wonder. It's really not difficult. There's tons of videos and, and articles and stuff like that that I'm sure you'd be able to find. Is it being pointed to Christ? Hang on, I missed it. Now, you guys are great in, in, in throwing me these verses here. 1 Timothy 6, 3-5. If anyone teaches false doctrine and does not agree to the sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to godly teaching, he is conceited and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels. <laughs> That's interesting. He has an, un an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels. That, that sounds more to me like the people who always call out everything. It's, it's always causing quarrels. Where there's a lot of people that are just like, wow, young people are worshiping God. That, that's what I love the simplicity. I love when people take that kind of a, a view towards things. And like I said, are, are, is it being pointed towards Christ, towards Christ? That's how you test it. That's, the Bible's clear. You don't have to wonder. Well, how are we going to know? You'll know. You'll know it by its fruit. You'll know it of whether they're being pointed to Christ. That's how you're going to know. Galatians 1. I'm astonished that you're so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. <laughs> There's always going to be that. There's always going to be that. And I, I think I've, I've, I've taught about this before, that a lot of, of the false teachers that Paul is talking about... Um, I agree, Jill. I think, I, I know there's a lot of, like, it's like I said before, um, when you see something that's so, like, popular and successful and you have no part in it, there's a lot of people that have trouble handling that because they like to have their, their fingers in everything and they like to be in control of stuff and they like to feel like they're important. So suddenly now, they don't seem that important because everyone's focusing on, on Asbury. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people are just... <laughs> You know, a lot of a lot of these false teachers that Paul speaks about, you know, there were people who who um, they were trying to get the, the the Gentiles basically 
to be be circumcised to follow the law that you know to try and 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 tell them that they can't be saved unless they're circumcised and all that kind of so there it's it's very a lot of what we think false teaching is, is isn't what it is at all let me finish reading this colossians 3 6 sorry 3 uh, 16 let the word of christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom hymns um, as you sing psalms hymns and spiritual psalms songs with gratitude in your hearts to god and whatever you do whether in word or deed do it all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him at the end of the day seven things <laughs> seven things i'm bad with numbers apparently this is what we've learned um listen to these obligations of the christian life seek things that are above right like it says in, in um Philippians 4, 8, whatever is true, right? Whatever is true, whatever is good, dwell on those things. Number two, set your affections on God. Number three, die to sin. Number four, put off the old man and put on the new man. Number five, love and forgiveness. Number six, let peace rule your life. And number seven, know your Bible. These are obligations of the Christian life. Calling out false teachers, you know, people like to do that first. Before they do any of these things, that's what they do first. Because I'm telling you, and I can guarantee it, 1,000%, they want to be right. If, they, if, this, if, this, uh, if this thing goes wrong, they want to be able to be right. And say, I told you so. And say, see, you should have listened to me. And I knew it. And I knew it wasn't real. I'm telling you. I could see. Please. Again, I've been around I've been around the Christian block. <laughs> I could see it. If nobody's getting saved and nobody's returning and uh, no one's turning from their sin, okay, then there's a problem. But if people are getting saved, if it's spreading to the point that 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 other other places are like, man, we, we need to start doing more of this. We need to start worshiping more. We need to start spending more time in, in the presence of the Lord. The, that the fruit the fruit's gonna come if it's good fruit or, or, or it's bad. They're gonna come. <laughs> you like that one, Aro? Eh, Turn to Romans eight. One last scripture. I apologize. I know I've been kind of all over the place um, tonight, but I just, you know, and you guys have been a, a super, super um, listeners tonight and helping me out. Romans 8, 7. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. You, however are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. And if the Spirit of God lives in you, if the Spirit of God lives in you, if, if, if you're filled with the Spirit, you're submitted to the Spirit, and you're controlled by the Spirit. So you're dead to sin, you're dead to the law, and you're dead to the things of this world. 
I love this scripture. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And you're not on your own. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. That's how we do it. That's how we live. Everyone uses the spirit to, 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 to call out stuff that might or might not be bad. How about we allow the spirit to change us from the inside out, to guide our lives, to set our, make sure we're setting our minds on things that are above, on things that are of God. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Joe. It's, this, this was, like I said, we'll know it by its fruit. We'll know it by its fruit. But rather than take all the time to uh, criticize and divide and break the unity that should be there, we should be looking at it and saying, man, we need more of that. We need to be, to, to, to be getting in God's presence more. You know. Stop, stop letting your first reaction always be being criticism. The spirit is in you to keep you alive, uh, you know, alive to the spirit, dead to sin, dead to the flesh. And like someone mentioned earlier, you'll, 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 you'll discern things. You'll know, you'll be able to know, you'll be able to know. You will know them by their fruit, by their fruit you will recognize them and all i talked about tonight um was the importance of dying to sin like i said dying to sin dying to the law and dying to the things of this world because the things of this world will absolutely lead you astray my dad says dr michael brown and and pastor jack hibbs were of the calvary chapel during the Jesus revolution of the early 70s. Because you here's the problem. It's like I said before, it's very possible that maybe not everything is perfect there. I, I don't know. It's a university. Sometimes things in universities, who knows, right? I don't know. But you never know what's gonna come of this. A and the very idea that it's like you could look at it as this bad negative thing, it kind of blows my mind. It kind of blows my mind. And, and when I said the three things, dead to sin, dead to the law, and dead to the things of this world, the teachings of this world, I feel like it's a worldly attitude to be critical, to be skeptical. Because Paul is saying in Colossians, strive for peace, strive for unity, strive for love. Is that coming out when you're criticizing things that you don't even really know anything about? Let's wait. The fruit will come. And I, I have a feeling, as my dad mentioned, of, of ministers coming from, from Jesus, uh, Jesus Revolution in the 70s. I think great, there's going to be some great things that come from this. And if it's not of God, then, it, then it'll stop. And then, and, and then that's it. Right? So let's, let's be people who strive for godly things. Let's be people who strive. To be, to, to be living by the spirit and dead to the flesh. Let's be those kind of people. Can we be those kind of people?
And if you're watching me tonight, you know, I, I harped on it a lot, being dead to sin. Being dead to sin and being alive in Christ. The whole point of everything that we do in teaching, in preaching, in everything, in having a church, is to see lost souls come out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. You know, you don't, I don't know, um, I don't know when Jesus is coming back. You're right, Auntie Joe. It could be. Who knows? Imagine that. Imagine that. You know. I don't know when Jesus is coming back. And if you're not in Christ, your tomorrow's not promised. Make a decision tonight to make your life right with Christ. If you've never made that decision, or you once did, and you've since fallen away, pray this prayer with me out loud, out of your mouth. Why out of your mouth? Because the Bible says that if you believe in your heart, and if you confess with your mouth, you will be saved. I'm praying for all those university students and everybody that they get saved. If there's people living in sin that aren't living right and they're, they're participating in the revival, I, I'm going to pray and believe that they're going to repent and be saved. That, that's how I'm coming to, to it. That's how I'm doing it. And like, like I said a million times, I want to make sure it's clear. We'll know it by its fruit. And if it's not of God, we're not going to see any good fruit of it. And that's it. And you, it, it's very... It, I find it, 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 if you know your word, you're not going to be easily deceived. That's all part of having the spirit on the inside of you. You're not going to be easily deceived. A lot of these, these Christians in these early churches, they were babes in Christ. They had, they had very little understanding. We have the full counsel of the word of God. Everything at our fingertips. It's difficult to get deceived. If you're still getting deceived as a veteran Christian, you don't know your word very well. That's why when I when I talked about the seven things, the obligations of the Christian life, the seventh one, know your Bible. It's going to be hard to be deceived if you are, are feasting on the word of God and allowing the spirit to guide you. So if, you, if that's you and you're saying, I don't know, I don't know Jesus. I've never made that decision. Tonight is your night. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Don't put it off till another day. Pray this prayer with me out loud out of your mouth. Say, Father, I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead. I believe that he died to set me free. I confess now of all my sin and wrongdoing. Thank you, Father, that I am now saved and I commit to following Jesus all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen.